Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, smoking weed is legal out here, and I've experimented with weed several times. I told my mom, and believe it or not, she was like, oh, I don't really care. She was like, my mom used to grow it. Wow, okay, that's pretty surprising. Mom definitely used to be a party person. <laughs> to a new episode over here at Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. I had to talk about the season four premiere of Welcome to Plathville, and I could not do it alone. So I brought in the big guns, you guys. Corey and Carly from Surviving Sister Wives podcast. Say hello to everybody. How are you doing? Hello, hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. We are excited. We're pumped to talk about Plathville and to talk about it with you because I feel like we're going to have a lot of the same thoughts. Oh, boy. I, I can't imagine that we didn't. <laughs> we haven't learned <laughs> big trouble. Um, thank you guys. You guys have been on before, and it's always such a pleasure to talk about TLC because it's not really something that I talk about too much these days. And you guys are really, like, for me, my North Star when it comes to TLC programming, even though you really basically just talk about Sister Wives. Um, but that's enough for me. That's enough for me. So, you know, just thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Thank you. We're really digging to the bottom of the barrel of TLC programming over here. Right. Yeah. And I think it's everything else that we do review as well. In addition to Sister Wives, it always relates somehow back to Sister Wives. We always put it through that lens, through that filter. That or fundamentalism, which is one of the reasons why we love Welcome to Plathville. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The reason we all do. Um, Talk to everybody who hasn't listened to you guys what what the deal is. So we are a monogamous couple who recap Sister Wives. Uh, We drink a little and uh, we pretty much just make fun of the show. We poke fun at all the ridiculousness of things that happen. It's such a great concept. Several people have stolen it from you. We don't have to get into it. (laughs) (laughs) We see it. We've seen it happen. We don't have to get into it. Um, But with that being said, yeah, we got to talk about this premiere I mean, right out the gate, there were a lot of um, artistic liberties taken. Would you agree? I I think we're using the word artistic very loosely. <laughs> In terms of TLC, they really like they put all of their effort into the musicality, um, the dance numbers, the um, moonlight uh, song that happens with Mariah later. It was just like a lot happening and. I don't know that we need that for the show. Well, and I think I, I coined a new phrase 
mm-hmm. as well, too, with this whole experience with Kim Plath and what she's going through on the show. And I've been referring to it as Mom Springer. So it's when <laughs> instead of Rom Springer for the Amish, sure. we got Mom Springer and the midlife crisis here that Kim's going through with the Quiverful movement. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. Um, let's just get this right out the gate. Like to me, I'm getting horny vibes right off the cam. Like immediately, like something has awoken inside of her, and it's not very okay. No. And that's the problem. <laughs> I'm so not into this storyline, though. Really? Why is that? Because I despise Kim Plath, and I don't <laughs> want to see her do anything positive or enjoyable with her life. Kim Plath is one of television's greatest villains, and I mean that with like no sense of irony or exaggeration when it's whatsoever. She's evil incarnate. She is um, unwatchable, and truly, like the things that she's done with these kids is really like straight up abuse. Like I've said, it's impossible for me to believe that in 2021 or even 2020 when we saw this that there is a child like a teenage person an 18 year old who does not know how to navigate a computer like that's quiet to me like that shouldn't happen right like (laughs) it's not like they can't afford it they can they she just chooses not to educate her kids and that's sick it's just lydia is the only one with the password and you have to ask (laughs) for it Poor girl can barely spell because you you know what? So (laughs) never forget that sign. Oh man! (laughs) On the prayer closet. Oh my god, the prayer. One of the darkest things. Like never since Carrie, have you seen like religious darkness on television? It's truly shocking. Um, So yeah, we start off speaking of that creepo. Lydia's singing in her bedroom, like out the prayer out the prayer closet for this one. (laughs) She's just out there in her room now. <laughs> she's having uh, control of the entire bedroom um, with the door closed. And she's just singing. And I know, you know, as a sister wife's had, you guys know, was it giving you, let me call you sweetheart in the register? Oh, like- you know what? We need a duet here. Yeah. A side by side. <laughs> we need Christine. <laughs> And Lydia Plath to do a duet for us because it truly was something. She was reaching um, musical notes that I've never heard hit before. Yeah, it, was, oh, it was an wow. interesting pitch. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I kept saying to Carly. It's a little pitchy for me. More of that on your Patreon, but okay. yeah, I mean, there was a part where she got so high that like I genuinely could not understand what she was saying. you know what's amazing about that part of mama plath's classical education that she provided these children was music Mm. and this is this is what we've gotten after all those years of education you know what and that's actually a great segue because more with the artistic liberties lydia looks out her window because she hears what we're supposed to believe is like uh, this generic 90s hip-hop music just blasting from somewhere on the property and (laughs) she sticks her head out the window and sees like all of her sisters and her mom in kitten heels doing the same dance over and over and over and over it's the same three steps just let's move to the side Let's do another 90 degree angle. Turn do it, it again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, just unbelievable. Take it back now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you identified that was a generic song that we were hearing because we shazammed it. Because <laughs> we had to know. Did you? <laughs> we had to know. Oh my God. Did you find anything? Uh, I don't remember what it was named, but it was just something random. It's just generic. Like something free that TLC got off the internet. They were like, you know, this sounds like you would hear it on somebody's boom box that they would be carrying it on the street with like 18 D batteries inside of it. So let's play that. Exactly. Um, it was so wild. Like, what are they doing? Um, so apparently Kim has gotten her groove back and apparently like, you know, she has a history of being in dance. And so after 20 years of popping out baby after baby, she has decided that she wants to get back into the world of dance and she is going to be opening a dance studio in downtown Cairo, Georgia. I'm sure it's very much needed. Um, and also she's talking about her love of, of music and rediscovering the beastie boys <laughs> and run DMC and, uh, what did you know? It? 
there's been decades of music that she has no idea about. And wow, I can't wait for her on this journey. I would love for like Janelle to just pass her like a Rammstein CD and just see if she's <laughs> get her some workout mu- uh, music. That would be great. Yeah, get the pop on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe that she hasn't actually listened to any of this stuff in the past 20 years? Because we've yeah. always had a theory. You do? Um, yeah. I mean, okay. Carly, like you've seen her f- pink frosted lipstick. She's not okay. I resent the fact that Kim is getting her groove back and changing so much in her life, but she has not thrown that lipstick out. <laughs> she's phased. I think she's phasing it. I think I may have seen like a, a darker one, but I think it may have was more more like lip stain, not a full lipstick. <laughs> she's I think it's only. It's only fitting though, because it's like, yeah, like we were saying, Kim's so terrible. Like, I don't want things to get better for her. So it's just like, no, you need to stick with that then at least. That should be your punishment. Right. Like you've made the commitment to going into the the dollar bin and getting the same shade that nobody wants over and over and over again. And you stick to it. That's your path in life. You're absolutely right. Uh, (laughs) Then we see Barry. The husband, who basically agrees that, like, Kim's got a little bit of pep in her step. You know, she's showing a little leg off. She's rediscovering herself. And he's happy for her. But he's also wondering, because she's lost a little bit of weight, I guess, um, that these changes might be affecting her physically and mentally. And it's like, Barry, yeah, that's kind of the point of weight loss. Like, what? yeah. Yeah, Barry. (laughs) At first, I thought he was hinting at menopause. Because right. he, of course, he would never say the word menopause out loud. No, no, no. I think he barely knows about the uh, female anatomy, which you know is leading us back to square one as to why she's so upset at this person. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had the theory though too, where we suspect that Kim and Barry maybe haven't lived as strictly as what they've made their children live as far as the quiverful lifestyle here on the farm where it seems like maybe you know barry gets to go to work he'll swing through the mcdonald's drive through don't tell anybody you know it's just the secrets that they live with here you suspect that they might also be like secretly drinking airplane sized bottles of moscato like uh mary brown which is my theory (laughs) I wouldn't put it um, yeah. <laughs> so um, then we get footage from two months earlier and we find out that Mariah, Ethan and Olivia, they've all moved down to Tampa, Florida, where dreams come true. And then we see an interview from them, like in present day and talking about like how living together in Tampa is going. So they're living in one house. I didn't know who this tall brown-haired man was but we find out his name is nathan i think doesn't matter it's olivia's brother um he's 18 he's basically just as sheltered as the class were but he decided to get out he seems like a very sweet boy what did you think um i was frightened by his height to be honest (laughs) he's very tall we thought that they were just introducing him because it was like, hey, just a heads up in case you see this guy lurching in the background. Um, that's just Olivia's brother. Don't worry about it. He's not here to hurt anybody. It's okay. <laughs> he's part of the set and he's just in the background, but don't be alarmed. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how much we're going to get out of Nathan. That's a, Yeah, I think he's just going to be part of the scenery. He just seems happy to be here. And I'm I'm happy for him, frankly. Um, so we've been finding out that Mariah is like in some sort of depression. She's all in her feelings, will not leave her bedroom, won't do the dishes, uh, won't even dream about it, won't get her coffee. And they're sick of it. Ethan and Olivia are sick of it. And she needs to do her shit. So what Ethan decides to do is play a little prank by turning off. I don't know anything about cars, but he did something to the battery. I think he unplugged it in order to get her to wash the dishes. But when she goes out in her leather, she sees that she can't start the car and she gets pissed. She knows that Ethan did something, but she's like not even trying to entertain it. So she huffs and puffs back to her bedroom. Olivia has to get her out. And then she like emos her way back off to the car (laughs) and doesn't even clean the dishes. Like I, 
I understand. Like, I'm trying to tap into, I haven't been 19 in a very long time. You know, they're always in their feelings. <laughs> and I get but also wash the damn dishes, okay? Like, wash them. I feel like you could tell she's in a dark a dark place because she's willing to wear an all leather outfit in Tampa. Yeah. Oh, you knew brave. you knew oh. exactly. You knew what we do as women. We're like, I'm gonna let my emotions show through my wardrobe and I'm gonna <laughs> suffer through this outfit. I don't care. <laughs> and how nice was her car though too? It was it's like a like Mustang GT. It's it's looking like a tough little yeah. car for her. It it she really seems like the type though. Like she oh, God bless. God bless. You can follow her on Instagram or even look at her on Instagram. Oh, yeah. All the She's hair. really. It's the, yeah. it's the hair color. She crowdsources her hair colors <laughs> on social media, she, which is very brave. We came to New York not so long ago, and she posted pictures of herself doing a photo shoot in what was like basically the equivalent of a Sabaro. And I was like, oh, sweetie. Right. Like, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, but like I know the truth, and I'm embarrassed for you. Please don't do this to me. Have you seen the pictures this week of them in Jamaica? I feel like I saw a short clip, and I, you know, again boundaries. I thought, I, no, thank you. I, I should have looked. Were they worth it? Maybe I'll look back at it. When oh, they're done. worth it. Check oh, it out. Good. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, then we're back to we're over in LA. Micah has been living in LA for a couple months. He's there with his friend Hayden, who was a friend from Georgia or they met in Georgia. I don't know. This kid seems very homely and yet he's way more worldly than Micah somehow. Um, <laughs> I, he's like, you know, just living his life. He's so shocked at how big LA is. Apparently Micah's gotten stuck in several parking garages because they're just too large for him. Sweet summer child. And then, like, we see footage of how much he's changed. Because, like, three years ago, he didn't want to live even in the small town. He wanted to live on the outskirts of the small town. And now he here is in L.A. And they're in Venice Beach talking about weed and shocking information. Um, I mean, this part is not shocking. Micah smoked weed. That's to the surprise of absolutely nobody. But um, (laughs) when he told his mother, Kim, she said she didn't care because her mom used to grow it. And she was throwing up. You know, I don't know. I don't know, Kimmy. I think that, uh, I think that it's because the Lord put it here. So she doesn't have an issue with it. Mm -hmm. Is that why? (laughs) Oh yeah. You don't come on. Tap into that mindset. Do you think it's not not like a Coca-Cola, you know, there's a difference. But I feel like Kim's Diet Coke, 100%. She's not a regular old-fashioned Coca-Cola girl. She's Diet Whoa. Coke. Well, we got to strip all the sugar out. The sugar's evil. The sugar's bad. Diet Coke energy is a very specific energy. So <laughs> is that like something that you want to stick to, Corey? I just want I you to be... I was feeling that. I was okay. feeling that. Yeah, I got that vibe. Big Diet Coke energy. Diet Coke energy. <laughs> um, Can we talk about Mike's, uh, the just the pout that he has going on? in the image, the the photo that they're using for this season of the entire family, it looks like they just, he missed the photo shoot day and he was like, well, I have these headshots laying around and they're like, all right, just go ahead and slap that in there then. Yeah, it's so hodgepodge. <laughs> this is like a deep cut reference, you guys, but if you want to just Google uh, Kim Kardashian Flintstones uh, Halloween, you will see a picture so horif- horrifically photoshopped for Chicago her half her foot is gone, and that's really what this picture is like. It's so bad. It doesn't make any sense. Just just look at you guys. You'll see what I mean. Um, so then we get into like Micah's dating life, and I feel like Micah outed himself as a bisexual king, and I love it. I really do. I am here for it. Well, yeah. So, I want to know more about it. I don't yeah. want to see Helena come back again. Oh. No. I'm I'm here for seeing Micah explore LA and date whomever he is interested in dating. Right. With whatever bits and pieces they might have attached anywhere on them there. So yeah, it's go for it. It doesn't matter. So let me, we'll just uh, let you know what he said. So they're asking what his dating life has been like since he's been in LA. And he's like, you know, when I was back in Georgia, I maybe have like two or 300 matches on Tinder, but now I'm up to like, 
1200 and you know there are so many different types of girls and there are even boys that look like girls and the producer asks him if he's ever dated a boy that looks like a girl and he says well not a boy that looks like a girl which I feel like people didn't pick up on and then they said if he would be interested in that and he's like well that that's yet to be determined so I love it I love his open mind I, no no edits don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, there you go. I am personally shocked that he came out of that home and spoke about this. Like, just saying, like, I'm pretty much saying I'm open to exploring that and not completely shutting it down or acting like there was something wrong with it. That oh. impressed me. Um, are you guys watching Real World Homecoming? No. No. Okay. Should we be? Yes, it's so good. <laughs> Very good. Um, but one of the former cast members, Matt, he was like a big Christian virgin. That was his thing. And so now he's still like very Catholic, but he's like, he knows that he's close-minded and bigoted and that he will get roasted. So he's being, trying to be very clever about like not talking about it on camera. But where was I going with this? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it didn't work if everybody knows that that's yeah. what he's doing. Exactly. I don't know where I was going with that. Honestly, I completely <laughs> lost it. Um, but oh, the, the point is that, like, yes, he could be like a Matt who's very close-minded and like went out in this world and had everything exposed to him and still chose to like not have these experiences. So we applaud him for that because yeah. it could have been the other way. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we found that. Um, so then, I, did you guys have any questions about Micah's living arrangement? Because I just felt like how are these three boys living for free in LA and there's like an outdoor gym Mm -hmm. and they're just pumping iron and it was just giving like you know um Sean Cody to me um (laughs) uh like I just checked for hidden cameras like it just didn't quite make sense to me how they were all living there and free LA real estate is very expensive you guys Mm mm-hmm I also don't understand how it sounded like it started with just Micah living there. Like yeah. He, he had some type of arrangement where he's watching their pets. Like somebody's and right. then just Next more door. people kept yeah. moving in. Hey, one buff teenage boy after the other. Like, I'm just <laughs> asking the, us to look at the optics of it. That's all, Mike. That's all I'm saying. We can move on. I thought they were going to start a CrossFit or something. Yeah. It was like they're yes. getting to the levels. They're trying to recruit. It's like a whole... <laughs> multi-level marketing tier out there i guess for that but i don't think they could start across but yet because they were having terrible form on the rower just saying just throwing that out there it was really bad i mean they're truly muscular by like the grace of god i mean it's 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 all genetics yeah there's no form absolutely um so micah talks about like how he's not really exposed to pop culture and how much of a wake up that has been for him like he didn't know who spider-man was superman um hayden is talking about how he wants to be on snl and he's like i don't even know what that is um it's it's just like a whole thing and he says that his biggest blinder that he can think of is that he's never seen harry potter which you know you i mean you guys probably aren't that reading level i mean that's so sad to say (laughs) but it's probably the truth like you know (laughs) Well, that's what they were trying to say. Well, yeah, there's a lot of movies you could watch, too. There's like eight of those movies. Right. Then that's a whole time investment. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot. I need a podcast where Micah recaps what happened in all of the TV shows and movies that he's catching up on to see if he's truly understanding the premise of them. That would be really good. good. (laughs) I think that would be good. And then also just a Kim reacts YouTube channel too. So for all the music that she's missed over the last 20 years or so oh, that she's sure. catching up with now, she can do album reviews and sure. reviews and stuff like that all through this process. I think great. that'd be great. Kim listens to poker face for the first time. I, I think you're going with this. That's a real, honestly like a really good idea. <laughs> Did she do the thing though? Cause she said, Oh, there's so much music that's come out in the past 20 years. Did she do that thing where she thinks that the eighties was 20 years ago? Oh, Did absolutely. She, do that? she was talking about oh, yeah. Beastie boys and oh. run DMC. And it was like, <laughs> I think, I think you got to go back a little further than that. Yeah. For the news. She yeah. said, I'm going to listen to uh, Sabotage and It's Tricky, and that's it. You know, I'm good. 
Oh gosh. Um, Mariah eventually comes back out of her room. She leaves and, you know, um, they're trying to figure out what happened between she and Max, but she doesn't want to talk about it. Just quick, quickly, her eyelash situation is improving. It's not great, but it's better. It's better. <laughs> um, it's a real source of contention for me. I, I, it's a real trigger for me. They're um, still bad. They're still. They're still oh, she has more time, I think. She's yeah. in her room. So maybe she's, you know, trying to trying to work on that in there as part of this, <laughs> bettering herself. At least they're completely glued like, down. <laughs> yeah. That's an improvement. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Like, it's not like 40% of one and then 60% of the left one. It's consistent. Man, nothing then, annoys me more than when you're watching confessional footage of someone and the corner of their eyelashes are popping up. And it's like, come on, producers. Someone say something. Yeah. Hand the girl some eyelash glue. Help her out, please. For you know who sake. that used to happen to all the time? Karini of Pole oh. and Karini on 90 oh. Day Fiance. Never. God. Never they, down for a whole episode. Man. Are they still alive? I mean, I'm praying for them. I've been today. afraid. Yeah, I've been afraid because it's like all of their live videos that get posted anywhere it's like yeah there's some dark stuff that like goes on in that house Blair Witch I think Karini freed herself again but I'm not really 100% sure what's going on oh God, help us all prayers for Pierre oh God, yeah. <laughs> so Mariah tells us that when she moved to Tampa she thought she was going to this was going to be the start of her forever. And then this tear just like very dramatically falls down her face. And she says that the universe had different plans for her. So the producer asked her what happened. And she's talking about how like Max had been delaying moving down to Tampa. And then one day he called her a couple weeks after they had moved down, said he made a mistake. She doesn't want to talk about what it is, but clearly he cheated on her because she's sitting on this beach, like, Full Lilith Fair, Kate Bush. <laughs> like, we know what happened, girl. You know, Max Max really threw me for a loop here because that man seemed like a very precious, homeschooled um, boy who was, like, wise beyond his years. But apparently he's just, like, some other fuckboy from Cairo, Georgia. So, you know. Just like the rest of them. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do I have to defend men in general now? Is that my role here? <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You have the floor for it. Oh, no. no. I have, yeah, there's no defense. Well, and I don't, I wouldn't even know what I'm defending against, too. So I have to hear the rest of the story before I can assess that, I guess. But yeah, if, it definitely seems like an infidelity storyline here. Yeah, yeah. And that seems very wild because he was making a lot of commitments to her. But, you know, now in hindsight, I feel like Max is pretty thirsty for the camera and the camera time. And he took advantage of her. Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit. Do you think like, this is going to improve Mariah's musical career, though? She's going with a whole Taylor Swift angle now where she's writing songs about her exes? Well, doesn't seem to be. <laughs> Yeah, she's no Phoebe Bridgers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> she's barely Phoebe Dufay. I mean, let's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, 
oh god okay so Ethan and Olivia go rollerblading she's in a satin tank top for some reason again it's like a lot of wardrobe choices for the middle of the day in Tampa um Ethan says that basically he was still at the same place where he was where we saw him with his family last time he's not talking to them hasn't spoken to them since they moved doesn't know when it's going to happen again um I can tell you it's going to happen when you're filming because you're going to have to but you know fine Ethan um he basically says that like he's happy with his relationship with Olivia but he doesn't know anybody he doesn't have a shop to work on his tools and be emotionally unavailable it's just like a whole thing um do you how do you guys feel about their relationship I don't think it's much better than where it was I feel like yeah. they I feel like they played it up I put, they played up their issues last season Mm. To make it seem worse, to make it more dramatic than it actually was. And then, yeah, they're probably about the same, but not drumming up those conflict points as much. I think it would be a lot worse if they had to live in a house alone together rather than having roommates. Like that's keeping them from fighting so much. They're trying to behave in front of other people. And they have a common enemy in Mariah's Dirty Dishes, mm-hmm. which helps. <laughs> honestly um they have no business being together (laughs) like it's really sad i i don't really even know like i don't blame one or the other but they're just they're not for each other it doesn't make any sense yeah i think it's the unfortunate part of rushing into getting married because of their backgrounds with religion and now they just feel stuck with each other and they're trying to figure it out but it's always one person bending like way out of their comfort zone to try to be with the other person absolutely i feel like that's where i'd have to respect mariah then this season because normally it's like if you would if you get cheated on if you're in that position where you'd be raised with that mentality where it's like oh i'm in love with this person and this is this whole thing that i've been building for and and wanting so long and then something bad happens and then you'll just "Eh, that's okay and move it move it along to the side and then just keep going and letting them treat you like crap basically so i think that was actually pretty impressive that they kind of like took a step back and did their time apart here because it sounded like from max's weird youtube video (laughs) that he did that he tried (laughs) he was trying he was trying to get her back um but then what his route that he went was he went to talk to kim and barry about it which i thought that was weird Everything about that man is weird. (laughs) Kim had advice for him. So it was like, he's trying to do that. And it's like, I don't know if, if that's the best way back to Mariah for you, there's to, to follow Kim's orders. That seems like a weird path. Yeah, definitely. The woman that she barely likes. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, I mean, their date ends pretty quickly. Um, we see some like hot camera footage of Ethan hobbling back because apparently they got into some sort of rollerblading accident and uh, Olivia got him right in the ankle. And so, you know, if that isn't a message or some sort of comparison of their relationship, I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> just leave him hobbling back while she's rollerblading away into the glory. So um, the poor guy, honestly. <laughs> She really did leave him in the dust. She just booked it yeah. back to the house. Yeah, she had a great time. Had a great... <laughs> um, so then we find out it's Thanksgiving. Um, the Olivia part of the family is cooking and making challah bread for the occasion. And um, meanwhile, the the plaster are in the kitchen or in the garage trying to avoid their feelings and any sort of responsibility. Um, Big boy seems to think that this is actually hilarious, but um, Olivia, not so much. So she tries to get them to get back into the kitchen to help. And all, all they had to make is some damn green beans. I mean, my, this is like so frustrating to me. This is why I shouldn't live with a 19 year old, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, she basically says like both of them don't do their housework. Neither of them want to do any sort of responsibilities again this is kim not setting her children up for any sort of success Mm -hmm. Uh, poor olivia was like ranting and raving earlier in the episode about all the grease that he's gotten all of their their you know new newlywed towels that they got from somebody and it's just like a whole disaster so um i don't know what they ended up eating 
Hopefully more than the hollow bread. <laughs> the hollow bread looked good, though. It did look good. Not going to lie. It did look good. Um, <laughs> then um, Ethan decide, decides to surprise Mariah with Micah. They used to live together. She really seems to be very happy to see him. She shows him around the house. Apparently, even though she doesn't give a fuck about the rest of the home, her bedroom seems to be spotless and beautiful and organized and no problems. And um, finally, no no dishes in there. No dishes. Yep. Yep. Everybody was able to see what that she's not in some sort of hoarder's den. She's actually living correctly. And um, yeah, they're all having a great time. Uh, then they go back off to the garage to shirk more responsibilities. And Micah asks what's going on with, uh, Max, which feels like they touted themselves to be quite close. How would he have no idea of what happened to their relationship two months ago? I'm calling fraud on that. That seemed like it was producer driven. They were like, make her cry. Ask her what happened with Max. (laughs) It's not going to take much. Just ask her what happened with Max and she will break down. (laughs) Truly. Um, So, gosh, it feels like an awkward two minutes of her just not saying anything and him being like, you know what, it's okay. And none of these people have any sort of relationship towards their feelings. So that was awkward. Watching them like group hug, side hug with each other on a (laughs) motorcycle. Um, Yeah, I mean, basically he says that like, he doesn't understand because he got her that that ugly ring, that ugly promise ring, and like <laughs> married her, and he thought everything was great. Now, clearly, something big must have happened. Like, you guys are really playing in our face. Like, none of you know. Like, oh, gee, I couldn't possibly imagine what happened. She's just crying everywhere and singing sad songs. Like, gee, I wonder what what's happening. Also, if you're going to play it up that much, like this is going to be its own storyline, we better get the dirty details of exactly what Max did. Right. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. But I'm honestly, I am a little bit jealous of Mariah. I wish I could just go to the beach and cry and write songs <laughs> every day. It's true. It's true. It's pretty, pretty sweet. It seems like none of them have jobs anymore, aside from Olivia. Which is maybe calling into question, too, what you were mentioning, Kara, about Micah's living situation. So maybe, since this is season four, maybe production's paying for, like, the house in Tampa because they got they know that they've got the Three's Company situation over there, but it's with the four Four's Company, I guess. <laughs> right. It's Mariah and Nate. Uh, but then maybe they're paying for Micah's spot too. But then they just gave us that weird story. It's he's house sitting for his neighbor's friend, and it's like I I don't buy that. I mean, how much could they possibly be paying for that like trailer? That where is he? Like I'm just very concerned about Micah. I feel like he's very green, and I, you know, LA is a fast city to be moving to, and I just feel like he's going to get caught up in a lot of stuff. <laughs> concerned. I'm just that's all I'm saying. Um, I mean, I hope that TLC's paying for it. it I, I hope they're getting something. I, I, oh, I'm so stressed out. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, they're basically. Um, oh, at one point they give him a tour of the house, and um, Ethan talks about the fart fans. Is that fart like? Fans. Is that yeah. a male thing? I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> no, I think that's a plath thing. <laughs> yeah, <was> so disgusting. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it's good to have proper ventilation in the bathroom. That is good. Apparently, I mean, he was so enthusiastic. It seemed like a necessary thing. Um, so the episode ends with Kim showing us her new dance studio, which I thought was surprisingly modern. Um, and she is showing us the pole or the bar and how strong and black that bar is. And she's sliding <laughs> her leg up and down and talking about how it doesn't move despite all the weight she puts on it and just up and down that bar. <laughs> so, like, that she wants it. She loves it so much she's building a second. Right. Get right in between them. Up and down those two long hard black bars. Just her gold flip flops and one one leg to the other. Uh, God bless her. In that moment, I was like, okay, this woman's been on Pornhub. She took off the child uh, blocks and, and went to Pornhub. I know she has. I know she has. She's seen things. And she's not happy. She's not happy. 
I like how she was opening this up to the community as well. She's going to share in this newfound joy that she has. Corey, I looked at that website. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about it. Like, I'm like trying to end this episode so we can talk about it. (laughs) It gave me Um, Barry shows up with uh, whichever blonde the oldest one that's in the house, the boy. Isaac. Isaac, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, she's still talking about how she's, you know, given her life to having one child after the other and being a baby factory and being pregnant or nursing and raising the kids and doing homeschool, whatever that means to her. That doesn't seem to be much, but she's basically been trapped in the house for 20 years and she's ready to get out and she's over it. And Barry just seems to be like he knows, but he doesn't. And he keeps talking about he doesn't know if this is her midlife crisis. And he feels a sense of foreboding about the whole situation, but he doesn't really know what to make of it. It's like, I don't know. I mean, you guys are married. Um, do you guys talk to each other? That's a thing, right? Like you ask questions if you're concerned. And yeah, we do that. Yeah, <laughs> we have a podcast. So I think we talk to each other too much. For the most yeah. part, <laughs> I, I don't know Kim's assessment here, though, too, of the all-consumed mother. I don't know which character this was that she was talking about because from season one, it seemed like Lydia was the mom. Absolutely, all family. Yeah, it seems like she kind of delegates these tasks to the older daughter children in the. In the house, we didn't even get to see Hosanna, their their oldest daughter, before right. she moved out. She wasn't even on the show, but I'm assuming it was probably that same setup there that they were going with. So I just don't understand this. The kids sucked the life out of me. Whole role that she's playing here. I don't either. I mean, like, clearly she has seen the um, you know outpouring of feelings that people have about her over the past few years. I would imagine, and she's pivoting and she's trying to correct. And now she's like, okay, well, what I can do is be like, I was a mother and nobody can say anything, right? <laughs> because <laughs> once you say I was a mom, like, it's like, okay, well, now I can't say shit about how you've been a bad mom, okay? <laughs> Girl, we saw you drawing pictures of feet. Remember right. that? When she said she was a doctor. We know what you were doing all day. Yeah. It wasn't raising these kids. It wasn't. Exactly. Exactly. But there's she- something gross about her kind of taking mariah all of mariah's complaints that we saw in the earlier seasons and being like no yeah i have that too i feel useless and empty and not hopeful and sad and it's like well to take your kids emotions and then be like yeah i have that too so that's my excuse for going to do all the things that i said were wrong all of these years Right. Because the difference is you got to live your whole life and then decided that you wanted to like go into this cubby hole. Okay. She didn't get shit. So she has every right to feel like depressed. Okay. This yep. was a choice that you made. And she admits like, I made the choice to do all of these things and raise my kids in this very specific fucked up way. And okay, well, now you want Barry to shell out cash for you to like pussy pop all over Cairo, Georgia. And like, <laughs> it's for you, but you know, like, let's just be honest. And how do you think the rest of your remaining children feel? Have you checked in with them to see if the rules and the lifestyle that you've put upon them, if it's making them feel the same way too? Have you heard that as a common concern from your children? Do you talk to them about what they feel? Yeah, yeah Kim. Check the prayer closet. I think it'll be <laughs> yeah. There's some concerning things up there. <laughs> We had this episode highlighted. Yeah, it was. We had Mariah singing songs to her boyfriend. Lydia was singing songs to her boyfriend too. The good Lord upstairs, <laughs> good old Sky Daddy up there. But like, still, it's you gotta check those notes in the prayer closet every once in a while. Don't tell the truth. It might be misspelled, but you'll you'll figure it out for the most part. It's a Charlie <laughs> note from Joy <laughs> Sunny. Uh, you're right. Oh God, that's so funny. <laughs> That's very really funny. Um, so then this woman, and this is where I was like, okay, we, she really doesn't deserve sympathy because she like looks at the camera, the producer, like a Cheshire cat. And is like, you know what? I've got this diary. You guys want to hear an entry out of it? <laughs> Can we talk about this diary? Oh, 
Did that right. came from the Scholastic Book Fair? Like, okay, Kara, my notes say Scholastic Book Fair, 1992. <laughs> <laughs> the pink with the little gold lock outside. Like, I know what I'm looking at, Kim. I know. <laughs> dug through Lydia's room and she found something buried at the bottom of a closet. She was yeah. Like, Absolutely. That was like the one you get from the book fair, or like sometimes you would get like an additional free gift diary with like a like some sort of like um, bracelet braiding kit or something like that. It, it was a free gift or like a very cheap one from Scholastic Book Fair. I'm so glad we're on the same page about that. <laughs> with a makeup caboodle. Yeah. A little bit pink lipstick, which is why. It's full circle moment. Now we know why she's where she's been getting that lipstick from. There it is. She got it. <laughs> um, so she prefaces it by saying, like, this is mostly about my husband and my marriage. Okay. Before I read this, just letting you know. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. So she said, Good writers don't have to give context, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> she goes on to say, um, I'm hurting so much I can hardly stand it. I feel sick to my stomach, unsettled, and my heart aches for something more. I longed for excitement, passion, connection, true intimacy. Maybe I would just be better off and live life and move forward. And so everything's okay. And I hope for the best. But at the same time, I feel dead inside. I'm feeling so lonely right now, isolated, disconnected. Even as I write this, I want to cry, but the tears won't come. And then she puts the diary down and takes her eyeglasses off and looks at the camera and is like, yeah, bitch, I did that. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't believe it. Could you have if your partner, tell me how you guys would feel right now if if one of you went on television. <laughs> That's why I don't believe this is true. I do not believe that Kim Plath will ever leave Slenderman. Right. No, <laughs> not a chance. We <laughs> saw that kiss back in what was it, season one? Oh. I can't go back and watch it again. It was that traumatic. <laughs> I timed it because it made me so uncomfortable, and it was it was around ten seconds, which is a it's a lifetime for television. <laughs> two lifetimes. You're at- oh man. Oh my gosh. Okay, so yeah, it's clear to me that Kim is trying to make Barry the villain because she knows that people respond better to him than they have to her. Really? Because I don't like him. Oh, Just as much, if not more, than Kim as well, too. I hate them equally. I don't think he gets as much flack online from what I've seen. Like, people really go hard for her. I think that they see him as probably an enabler or because there's definitely codependency there mm-hmm. between that. Well, maybe I think people don't recognize the energy that's scary about Barry, which is that he has that silent, don't say anything. He puts that smirk on his face, but you know that it's all bullshit. And when he turns around and gets inside behind closed doors, he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if they're not picking up on that, but yeah, they're both horrible. Yeah, he gets off on like being quiet. But you're right, like speaking softly and using that creepy, high pitched Travis Barker voice. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's an act. He's feeling it. Yeah, it's an absolute act. It, it really is. Um, well, I'm very excited about this season. Did you guys watch the preview at the end? Um, I was excited about um, Amber, one of the daughters, speaking up and being like, hey, mom, uh, did you get this dance studio so you could leave our dad? We watched it on Discovery Plus, so we didn't see that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. She really cut to the quick. And Lydia was like, damn, Amber, um, that was great. <laughs> I mean, she didn't use the D word, obviously, but, you know, well, yeah. whatever her equivalent of it was. <laughs> Golly, G. Willikers, Amber. <laughs> yeah, it, there was a lot. It, there was a lot. Um, Ethan has a meeting with Barry at one point. Um, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot happening. And I'm I'm excited for it. We've been waiting forever for this to come back, so we're definitely psyched, even though we didn't see the preview. But what they set up in the first episode has been pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. And, you know, this is now an anchor show for TLC because, you know, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of franchises that don't know how to behave, right? So a lot of a lot of arrests happening, so we're just grateful. Um, speaking of which, Seeking Sister Wife will be back in a couple of weeks, you guys. So, oh boy, yeah. Excited about that. Um, are you guys going to be talking about Seeking Sister Wife? Uh, we do usually cover like one or two episodes on our Patreon, but we don't talk about the whole thing. Okay. We do um, watch the whole thing, though. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, how could, you not, how could you not take your eyes off a large wife, you know? <laughs> so, um, oh, gosh, I'm so excited to see them again. I mean, not him, but. Not even really her. I'm just excited to see how sad somebody else's life is. That's sad, right? <laughs> I like so much worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the show makes us, or that's why TLC, the whole network. All of it. That's that's it, what it does for us. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, tell everybody where they can find you guys. You can find us at Surviving Sister Wives, pretty much everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And then also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash surviving pod. And we're also on Twitter at surviving underscore pod. Yes. You guys are doing season eight of Sister Wives, which is a banner season. And Corey, you're not experienced this season, right? Like you, this is your fresh eye season. I'm yeah. so excited for you. We're getting to some very, very serious stuff too. I think the anthropologists are coming soon. Um, and then we're already sprinkling some of the seeds of the uh, the catfish incident, which yeah. I'm sure is going to permeate for quite some time. <laughs> oh, man. How much did you know or do you know about the catfish, like the details of the catfishing incidents? Do you know a lot? Have you like chosen to stay away from it? Have people given you information? Like how much do you think you know about this? More than I'd like to know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I do know more. <laughs> I've listened to the voicemails. I've, you know, it's the. Seen some of the pictures. Seen some banana photos. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Fruit, fruit that'll never be the same. Never the same again. Never the same again. Um, oh God. Well, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for the both of you, but um, thank you guys for doing this. This was a real treat. And if you guys want to hear more, you can catch their patreon we're about to talk about some more class related stuff it's gonna be good check it out guys thank you for, for having, having us. us yeah bye